Hello and welcome to the Side Netting Podcast, where we'll be talking all things football, throw in a couple of tangents and of course play a few games as well. I'm joined as always by past goalkeeper, future parent, but most importantly my present co-host Kieran Burke. Kieran, how are you getting on? Very good, thank you. Good morning. Good well, good good evening for yourself. Um, good evening. Good to evening. You. Good morning for me. How are we doing today? Yeah, all good. Another another day in Australia winding down. How are we how are we looking in the land of, of England over there? The land the land of the free. <laughs> it's uh <laughs> the, the sun's shining once again. So just like last week, I can't complain, although over the course of the next hour I'm sure I'll find a few things to complain about. But yeah, we're all we're all good over it. Fantastic. Well, what what time are we back in England there? Is this 17 minutes past 11? It is, it is. Okay, so a few hours into your day, have we exceeded our Twitter limit yet? Or have we still got a couple of tweets <laughs> still visible? I think I've got about five left in the tank, <laughs> so I'll save it for a here we go um, on Declan Rice. But uh, yeah, not quite there yet, not quite there yet. Yeah, so we are of course mentioning there that last night, my time I believe it was, that Elon Musk decided no you can't look at all them tweets you have <laughs> you, <laughs> you have a thousand tweets now I, I think it started like 600 and over a few hours it went up and up and up. I know currently if you're verified you can look at 10,000 tweets no more shut down if it's 10,000 a thousand if you're unverified and 500 if you're newly unverified so a new a new user time to get those burner accounts sorted out Oh, well, good thing we've just started. This is a beautiful plug, if I do say so myself. Good thing we've just started up a second Twitter account we can use, at SideNettingPod on Twitter. Drop us a follow so we can look at a few more tweets. 2,000, or 1,500, I should say, for the day they kids. Guys, just try and keep the volume down. You know, we I know there's probably going to be about 10,000 tweets coming on the back of this, but we just need to keep it, you know... Keep it a bit brief. As a wise man once said, calm down, calm down. Stop calm the bravado. Yeah, so we're all... <laughs> so yeah, so we're all going to be limiting our Twitter usage like good little soldiers. To be fair, kids, I've, I'm an avid Twitter user and I'm sure I've looked at a few more than a thousand today. He's not shut me down. I'm on the loose. Do you... <laughs> You're going wild, mate. You use away. Is there any way to actually see... Where how close you are to your limit? Is there a is there any way of checking that? Well, I don't think so. But I think what it is is as soon as a tweet loads, that's a tweet. Whether you've actually seen it or not, if it loads on your feed, that's a tweet counted. Did we manage to book Elon for the second half of this podcast so we can grill him on this? Or has he not responded yet? I'm not sure, but along with a few of our other good friends, the team of new Newcastle United signing Tenali, Zach Answer. The Hoyt brothers and Jeremy Ali Adier. Oh, sorry, Kieran. Adli Adier. <laughs> we haven't heard from any of our new listeners, which I'm sure Elon Musk is going to be joining. He's a well-known lover of both creating five-a-side teams and football itself. Well, he loves ruining something new, so he must be a big Chelsea fan. <laughs> Him and Todd are, are the best of friends I've heard, so fair play to him. Yeah. Talking of listeners that we picked up from last week's podcast, kids, let's dive a little bit into last week's podcast. Just pick up a few notes here. So... Just some fact-checking on ourselves last week. We mentioned last week in our chat, creating a five-a-side team, talking about Yussi Askelainen. We were saying that when West Ham played Boreham Wood, they just won the playoffs, and in that same game, we were bad mouth, poor, unfortunate Yussi himself. It was actually 2012 after they won the playoffs, and then the next season had another friendly, 
and that's when we were harassing Mr. Yaskalainen. Easy mistake to make. It we forgot how massive Boreham Wood were and just, <laughs> you know how many times they played West Ham, so easy mistake to make. Well, talking of that, they're actually playing each other again in another friendly next Monday, so mm-hmm. get yourself down. As enticing as that sounds, I think I might have to pass on that. Before I get any further, talking about last week, there's very clearly one man who's picked up the side netting podcast. He's tuned in, he's listened to the end, he's listened to his song request of Don't Go Breaking My Heart by Elton John and Kiki D. Edu, who we're going to get into a bit more later on, but Edu's definitely a listener of last week's podcast. Edu Masterclass. We're going to give Edu all the love every week going forward. I can never (laughs) slander that man again. Until it comes back to bite us in the arse and next week we're sitting here talking about a last-minute Man City bid. <laughs> of how Man but, City have somehow bought Havertz, Timber and Rice. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I really wouldn't put it past Arsenal Football Club, but, you know. Everything is possible. We'll but one thing I do have to mention from last week is, and we're going to go on to apologies in a moment, but there's three people in particular who I think you owe an apology to. That is Shane McMahon, Mark... Poom and Jeremy Adley Adley Air. <laughs> I do apologise. Pronouncing names has never been a real skill set that I've kind of perfected over the over the years, so I do apologise. Yeah, I was looking forward and to And I will this continue to make those mistakes. <laughs> well I was just gonna say I was looking forward to this podcast with you kids. But one thing I didn't realise I was gonna be looking forward to every week is seeing which name you're gonna absolutely <laughs> brutalise next. And <laughs> To quote Bryn from Gavin and Stacey, I for one can't sweep. I just wanted to, you know, add a little segment in of, of me butchering names each week. So I was just, I you know, I was just giving us a few new ideas. I don't think that's going to be a segment rather than a running theme. That'll just be the full hour. Full hour, Kieran Butcher's names. So before we go any further, I just want to make a very formal announcement. The Signing Podcast and Kieran and Connor Burke would like to apologise to Fabrizio Romano, Chelsea Football Club, Todd Bowley, the residents of Newcastle, Stevenage and Hitchin, Sandra Edmund Football Clubs and the Sandra Martinez, in particular, his height. Thank you very much, everybody. There Do we, we really want to apologise, though? Well, to quote... Did they deserve it? To quote one of my least favourite Irishmen, I'll apologise to fucking nobody! <laughs> Who the fuck is that guy? Terrible, terrible stuff. And as we said... Our accents are unbelievable, so... Oh, they're beautiful. It's like a few people, so the Welsh have walked in the room. People from all sorts of countries are walking through the door. But, Kieran, and another of my many beautiful segues, I'm going to roll this evening with a few segues. Who's going to walk through the door next in Wikipedia? Who's that? Who's that? Who are you? Who the hell is here at this time of night? Who on earth are you? Okay, Kieran, would you like to start us off? I'll start us a off. Lot, um, a lot of pressure this week after. <laughs> <laughs> the car crash of last week. And you know what? I told myself after the last week lasting all of two minutes that I'd Not go with Rogan this week. Oh, it, it's, a, it's a real, you know, it's a real common theme for me in two minutes. Well, two minutes is being a bit generous, but we'll, we'll try and go longer than two minutes today for the first time. <laughs> a first for, for myself. <laughs> We're not going too rogue, but we're going. We're going. You know, I'm trying to go a bit more obscure than last week. So let's just have a look for youth career. So place of birth: Sao Paulo, Brazil. And this player was born on the 16th of February, 1988. Okay. 
Let's just they throw a, a Brazilian on there. Bobby Firmino? Nola. It is not Bobby. It's not Bobby Dazzler. What's so, that? this player is 5 foot 10 and played their youth career at Sao Paulo um, from 1998 to 2005. Ooh. They then went on to play 12 senior games for Sao Paulo, 2005 to 2006, before they made their their big move. So I'm going to give you a chance to guess before I go to the next bit, because I feel like you might you might get it straight away on after the next bit. Okay. I'm just trying to think of Brazilians now. Is it Denilson? <laughs> Fuck's sake. Yeah! <laughs> get oh, in. God. <laughs> it is Denilson. Oh god, he's it's back. happened again. There you go. Your your ball knowledge is just too much, pal. That's that's what it is. I'm unmatched. My Denilson knowledge ain't come at me. I, I'm putting I'm laying down the challenge now, which I shouldn't because I know very few facts about it. But nonetheless, I'm laying the challenge <laughs> down now. Anyone that wants to come on here and have a Denilson quiz against me, I I welcome it. I'd Speaking of uh, facts. <laughs> Speaking of facts about players, um, I did promise a, a Hoyt brother fact oh, last week. Oh, how could we um, forget? <laughs> so, just to throw one in, um, I'm sure you'd already be aware with your elite knowledge about Gavin Hoyt, but his uncle Trevor Hoyt, he reached the 200 metre final at the 1978 Commonwealth Games. Thank you very much, and I hope for another Hoyt brother's fact next week. Well, well, we'll have to wait and see. I'll keep you. I'll keep you waiting. The suspense will be an absolute killer. So what's my score there then, Kieran? Was that was that two well, or three? You got it in two, really, because all I gave you was kind of height and youth career, and then the senior. So I'd I'd say you've done that in two, the same as last week. Fantastic! Here we go. We're, well, there's a lot of pressure on you now. And as history is the history of the Kieran, he went less than two minutes again. There you go. See, un- unmatched in going less than two minutes. <laughs> We, oh. we won't we won't put out a challenge for someone to come in and join yeah, you yeah we'll we'll leave that one we'll, we'll end move. the season finale <laughs> well well hello. Let's, <laughs> let's wait and see how that that thread unravels okay so there's a lot of pressure on you here now kids two facts to beat you're against you're going against a man who was born in Amsterdam and his father is a former Dutch international ooh would you like to throw in a guess? I'll go... Is it Justin Cliver? It is not Justin Cliver, but I thought that's a solid guess there to start off with. A solid foundation. Okay, I'm just going to read you verbatim this, this quote from his Wikipedia. A tireless grafter, he garnered a reputation of being a combative and feisty player in his performances. A reputation that earned him nicknames such as the Destroyer and Lawnmower. <laughs> Oh God, that's has has just taken me back to a a, a weekend in Loughborough doing the lawnmower around my uni flat um, at about three in the morning. So that that was a bit of a distraction there. Um, can can you give me an indication of whether they're kind of a current player or retired? They retired. A they retired at El Shahania in twenty twenty one. I'm trying to think of a. A kind of, I'm, I'm imagining a, a pretty like, I'm, I'm thinking like a defensive midfielder. I'm going to go Nigel De Jong. Oh, you're kidding me! No way! 
<laughs> is it actually? It's Nigel de Jong. <laughs> I've pulled that up, me ass. How the fuck have you managed that? <laughs> I was just thinking of a shithouse CDM that just goes around two-footing people. Oh, I, and I, I had a vision back to the World Cup of him just studying. I think it was Xabi yeah. Alonso well, in the chest. I was expecting that to be the... Like, I was going to hold back on that. <laughs> and it was going to be World Cup 2010 Kung Fu Kick, and that was going to be when you got it. Oh, um, God. Um, I'm fuming. I'm mega, mega fuming. <laughs> that was a draw in another fascinating round. Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? So, let's move into the important issues now, Kieran. We've played a few games. We've apologised to a couple of people. We've mentioned our loyal football-based listeners. And one of those, of course, you mentioned Edu. We'll dip very quickly into Arsenal update. It's been a so, good week. It's been, been a good week for It's us. not been a bad week. I think we've I've had worse weeks as an Arsenal fan, I'll be completely honest. Yeah, I don't think anyone got out of that first episode last week without noticing that we are Arsenal fans, Kieran. And somehow, this this week's been a great week. Slight, slight hints thrown in there, but... You know, I think Edu's pulled through. Well, we've got a we've got a just caveat at the start of this. Havertz is the only player that's currently been confirmed, and I've Very seen true. him confirmed with an Arsenal shirt. So until I see that for for both Rice and Timber, I will will still be a bit sceptical. I've been burnt before as an Arsenal fan, but it's and looking be good. Again. It's looking good. I'm, I don't doubt that at all. It's looking good for us, though. What did you make of it? Well, like, so as we say, Havertz was confirmed with his interview at Kepper's wedding. Um, <laughs> but then we've got Rice, who after that City that city danger beard towards the end of last week, it seems like he's firmed up and it's all moving along nicely now. It's all but confirmed. Everything needs to be like eyes, dots, eyes dotted, T's crossed. We're there now with Rice, which is a big improvement from this time last week when it was looking very dangerous. And the Timber situation... A lot closer as well towards being completed. So it's massive, a massive three three signings there for Arsenal. The way the squad's lining up next year, with both depth and a top squad, and I know we're going to talk in a moment of what success looks like for Arsenal. Yeah. With a team like this, I think we're going to be talking a very very top top heavy in terms of success. Yeah, as you said, we'll we'll touch on that shortly and and kind of have a discussion around what we think a successful season would look like. As you mentioned, Havertz, uh, I, I think I said last week, as a as an ex-Chelsea man, he wouldn't get too much time with the Arsenal fans and have to hit the ground running. I think I think the announcement at Kepa's weddings caught him a little <laughs> bit more time amongst the Arsenal fans. A fantastic bit of shithousery there. So that has to be respected. Things we love to see. But some other, away from Arsenal, some other signings that was made, also in North London, Leicester getting rid of a couple of players. Well, I say getting get rid of one player and one, of course, in T. Elements, a player whose contract ran out at the end of last season. But first of all, Madison going to Tottenham for £40 million. Mm. As much as it pains me to say, I think that's a good signing for them. I think Spurs, as much as... You know, Son and Kane score a lot of goals. They have struggled with creativity a lot in the last few seasons. They don't have that sort of Udegaard-type player that kind of unlocks the door. And I think Madison, he's a good player. I think consistency, he's struggled a little bit, but it's hard to judge in a, in a Leicester team that has been, admittedly, very poor last season. And obviously, Madison struggled a bit with injuries himself as well. So 
be interesting to see how he does. Obviously, now as at Spurs, I hope he completely flops. But um, <laughs> I think it's a good signing for them, to be honest. I think it's the exact sort of player that they needed. So be interesting to see how he gets on. Yeah, it's a fantastic signing for, as you say, the creativity that Madison brings to that midfield. And if they somehow do keep Kane, which I know this week there was talk of buying interest for mm. 70 million with Kane's contract coming into an end next year, if they somehow keep Kane, when you have Madison in that midfield with the creativity that he brings to a team, really releases Kane a lot more. Yeah. Would be inter- very interesting to see what that team under Postacoglu becomes. I still think they've got massive gaps in defence, but you know, I'm sure they'll uh, they'll probably try and strengthen that. So obviously, you mentioned Tielemans there. Looks like he's heading off to Aston Villa, and they've obviously looking like they might be signing Pau Torres as well, the centre back from Villarreal. So some smart business going on for Aston Villa ahead of being in Europe next season. Yeah, definitely. And Emery, once again, seems to be showing that he's a master for these mid-table clubs. I think a club like Arsenal a couple of years ago where he was there, it was just a bit too much for him. But like a Seville, mm. uh, Aston Villa, they're that perfect level where he can be okay in the league, sort of top seven, top eight, and then push them in cup competitions is exactly the sort of way that Emery seems to like moving his football clubs and Aston Villa, a perfect club for that. And Tielemans on a free as well a fantastic signing yeah he likes he likes an underdog story I feel yeah 100% so it'd be interesting to see where, where they go Villa obviously seem to be another one of those clubs in the Brighton mould where they're going to be on the edge of that quote unquote big six or yeah. Newcastle fans would of course be pushing for a big seven now which will be interesting to see how that all shapes out towards the latter end of next season even as we go into next season as well is to see yeah. how those clubs shake out what becomes of the the bigger clubs, your Chelsea's, your Tottenham's, who were way outside last season, pushed out by Brighton and Aston Villa. Well, Chelsea pushed out by almost everyone. It does seem to get more competitive every year, which is great for the league and it's great, you know, for the neutral fan as well, watching the Premier League. And obviously it's always, a lot of people do say, oh, the best league in the world. But when you're getting this level of competition from the likes of Villa, Brighton, you can see why. Yeah, 100%. And we're saying about big clubs there, big club that did make a big sign it in the last couple of days and I'm going to attempt the name Kieran let's let's hope I don't turn into <laughs> rather you than me <laughs> so Bosley or Sabozlai, I believe is the pronunciation, for £60 million is a signing that Liverpool yep. made in the last couple of days from yep. Leipzig. So obviously triggered the release clause there. I think they were looking to get a, a cut price by the sounds of it, but I think his release clause was finishing up on the... I think it was it might have been yesterday or the end of June. So I think they've just decided that was looking their most likely way to be able to get him. Obviously... Liverpool midfield is a massive area they've needed to strengthen. It's been well known last season. That was probably the reason they didn't quite make top four despite their kind of end of season push. Obviously, they tried Trent out in that in that midfield, who by all means looked very good for England in the most recent international break. There's there are kind of question marks over whether. He could do that at the top level for a whole season with his kind of positional awareness. Undoubtedly, he's a top player. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Obviously, the sign McAllister as well. So I think positive signs for Liverpool. If that kind of front three can start clicking now next season, the likes of Nunes, Gakpo, they can start firing and being the players that they they thought they were when they brought them in. Then I've I've got no doubts Liverpool will be up there in that top four again next season. We're saying previously about Arsenal's new signings and what does success look like for us. So I'll put it to you first, Kiz. What is your personal 
and I know it's going to be slightly tinged being Arsenal fans. What's your personal opinion on what success looks like for Arsenal in the coming year? Yeah, yeah. So there's been obviously a lot of noise on Twitter this week about you know, oh, Arsenal have to win the league next season. To be fair, obviously we've come we've come a close second last season, and we're strengthening. We we look like we're going to be stronger next season. I think we should be challenging for the title. I think that's fair to say. In all fairness, City look like they're weakening. I, I have no doubts they'll probably go and pull out an absolute unbelievable couple of signings. But obviously, looking like the, whether obviously Gundogan's gone now, they're looking like Bernardo Silva could be off. Walker's being linked with Bayern Munich today. So I, I think we should. We've got to be challenging. I think we really do. We're spending big money this summer. We've had a few seasons under Arteta now. We've really improved our style of play. Is all there? Everything's lined up. We've got the connection back with the fans. I think we have to challenge. I, I mean, I'm not going to go as far to say if we don't win the league, it's a failure of a season. But we have to be up there, I think, for me. And probably a trophy as well, whether that's the FA Cup. <laughs> Obviously, I, I I don't think it'll be a Champions League as much as I'd love that to be the case. But I think top two, I think, with, with an FA Cup thrown in, it is what we need to be going for and obviously if we do win the league then that would be fantastic I don't know if I necessarily agree okay I I kind I I know it's one of those talking points pushed online but when you look at the improvements that was made last year now with the depth and signings we're getting in this year and if we don't win the league we have to kind of win the Champions League if neither of those happen then what would the improvements be on this year? Yeah, I, I think we have to we have to be right up there. And, and yeah, so so you, you're saying we have to win the league for it to be a success? Or the Champions League? And I, I agree. With you, I agree yeah. with you saying before that I don't think the Champions League's a likely thing for this season. But if we're not winning the league, it has to be that an FA Cup and a mm. top two finish isn't quite good enough for where yeah. where we are now. Looking, you think of years past where we've hammered teams that have spent a lot, a lot of money and are then saying, oh, we finished second behind Man City, behind Liverpool, etc. That's success. And then as football fans, as Arsenal fans, they've then been hammered for that. You kind of have to hold yourself by the same standard. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with what you're saying. My only reason I say a top two, we're coming up against one of the greatest teams we've seen. And that's not an excuse, but it's a City team that have just won a treble Unless they do, unless they're significantly weaker next season, I think it's 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 hard to challenge perfection. And in all honesty, I do think the standard should be for us to win the league. We've had a good few seasons under Arteta, and we're strengthening this summer. We're spending big money. Everything's lined up for us now to go and challenge. But the only reason I say that top two rather than top or nothing is because of that City team. Yeah, that's, that's of course the issue. But the thing with winning a title is there's not always just going to be one team that romps towards a victory. More often than not, you're going to have to battle someone else and you're going to have to topple that team. And if you think you're going yeah. to be the best, if you think you have the best team, you're going to have to go above that team. And if that team this season yeah. is as it has been for the last, what feels like 100 years, is Man City... That's what Arsenal are going to have to do. That's what Arsenal should be doing. Like last season was very much out of nowhere. Like if we win this season, win the league this season, it is unbelievable. Next season, there's no expectations on there. And that will have with it its different challenges. But it's definitely there. Yeah, we'll see how we go. Obviously, 
we should be right up there and I think we've got the squad now to to do that so let's uh let's wait and see what happens but fingers crossed yeah definitely but the other team we're going to discuss is a team that has a lot more we'll say wide-ranging expectations for next season and that's Chelsea now under yeah. Maurizio Pochettino so I'll open it up to you first kids once again, what yeah. do you expect from them? What would you say is a successful Chelsea season for next season? I think it's a lot harder to judge Chelsea. It's a bit of a stab in the dark because obviously they spent big, big money over the last year. And that with with that obviously comes expectations. But because they, they failed so miserably last season, I think the bar's a lot lower for them. Um, yeah. But... We can't just sweep under the rug the fact they have spent big money. Obviously, they're they're obviously selling quite a few players now, which might lower expectations. But in fairness, you look at the money they've spent, they've still got a lot of very good players in there. For me, I think Chelsea should always be a top four club. Obviously, we've been watching football and as, as long as I've known it, Chelsea have always been a top four club. Obviously, they had the season where... I think the season they won the Champions League, they finished around eighth, which was sixth. A bit of a strange. Oh, sixth was it? Okay, yeah. yeah. It was a bit of a strange season, but they've always been up there. So for me, I think for for Chelsea to say anything outside of top four is a success, I think wouldn't be the case. It'll be interesting. They, they've got. It, they just need that squad to click. They've got the players. They just need it to click. So it looks like they're going to give. A few younger players a chance. Obviously, you've got Madueke as well, who looks like a, a class player. I know I when we played against them this season, we did, we kind of highlighted him as the player that stood out. And obviously, he seems to be doing quite well. I think he's in the under-21 Euros with England at the minute, isn't he? Um, and looks to be doing well. And then, obviously, you've got the likes of Levy Colwell, who's obviously been at Brighton for the season. But Chelsea are making it pretty clear that they don't want him to to go under any circumstances. So it'd be interesting to see whether they trust those sort of players now they're getting rid of the likes of Koulibaly and a few of their more senior players. Aspilicueta's off to Atletico Madrid as well. So it's it's an interesting one. I think they need that squad to click and they'll have a chance at top four. But I think that's got to be the aim. Yeah, 100% top four is the bare minimum for that Chelsea team. After last season, they're going to be looking at as the, the bare minimum with the team that they have with the manager that they've now brought in, with the colossal failure that last year was, it's going to be a big a big jump for Chelsea. I think, based purely on last season, I think success for them would be top four. Maybe maybe throw in a, an FA Cup, a League Cup even, something just to sort of boost it. But they're a team yeah. that are going to be looking at this season as a rebuild year, as a year to get them back on the level that they feel they should be on, propel that the season after. I think that's very much where Chelsea will be looking this upcoming year. Yeah, agreed. Well, we'll see how both of those teams unfold in the coming seasons and we'll be talking about a couple more teams in the next few weeks on where we look at success for a range of clubs in the Premier League. But coming up next, we have our new segment of In The Bin. So each week, myself and Kieran will pick a topic and we'll go back and forth with our picks to go in the bin, get red, throw in the dustbin, get in the sp- Get in the swamp, get in the dump, straight out. Get yeah, out of my they... swamp. Get out. Nice and simple. We'll go back and forth, decide which topics go in the bin, and whoever gets the most in the bin this week, best two out of three, will get to choose one item to put on the high shelf, way away from the bin, up there, safe forever and ever. 
Oh man. So up first, Kieran. You ain't going in the bingo. I'm I am getting my topic straight in that bin. So up first we have Football Life Online, the football online community. So I'll start us off with my pick, Rattle Merchants. So fan, <laughs> rattled, fan channels. Are you trying to target me on this one? Unfortunately not you kids, but fan channels, vloggers, TikTokers, journalists, bloggers, any t- normal tweeters, those, those annoying aggregator channels that they don't put out what is actually their opinion. They don't put out things that they actually think. They put out things that they think people are going to just jump on, like view hordes. Click-hungry view hordes is what they are. <laughs> Clearly they- a, of something you're really passionate about here. And you know what? It's quite funny because I was going to choose the same thing. So I'm glad that I've, I had another one lined up just in case. Because I, I know we've we've spoke before about our, our hatred towards, <laughs> towards these sort of people. I've gone with, and obviously one, once I've, I've said mine as well, we'll have a bit of a discussion about it. But I've gone with super specific positions is what I've gone <laughs> with. So you know how <laughs> online you get people that are so fixated on whether someone's playing in a in a false pivot and in in defensive mid and they've got a real fixation on players oh he's gonna be here he's gonna be here like boss you're not the manager so just calm down a bit (laughs) i i like a bit of tactical discussion as much as the next man but jesus christ lads calm it down (laughs) so yeah that's my pick i'll I'll let you kind of have a little conversation around yours and then i'll uh i'll have a little rant about my one yeah so as you say there kids it's something I've never hid my frustration about. It's even like like podcasters as well. You've got like there's a whole. I'm not going to name any names. I'm not going to go for anyone. But it's those kind of people that you just see constantly on TikTok that will have like a comment that oh well the Arsenal Invincibles really the best team of all time and then they'll start yeah. talking. They'll be like oh Barnsley now could beat them. Yeah, but they didn't. Nobody did. You don't believe what you're saying. Your point is invalid. If you actually yeah. asked you in your day-to-day life, when you knew you weren't being recorded, you'd be like, oh, no, yeah, they're probably one of the best teams. They didn't lose a game all season. What the fuck am I talking about? I'm just being, as I said before, a click-hungry view hole. That's all they yeah. want. All they want is attention. How is that your life? How do you wake up in the morning <laughs> and go, all I want today is for everyone to think I'm a fucking idiot. That's all they're Grow doing. Grow up. Get a fucking... Like, like, like football. <laughs> I like football. Have opinions on football. That's okay. But make them your opinions. Don't don't be a contrarian for contrarian's sake. You yeah. don't even look like you believe those things. Like you look yeah, at those. That's the problem. It's what gets attention oh. now, isn't it? That's the problem. It's what gets attention online now and they know they'll get the views from it. So yeah, you do see a lot of shite now, as you say, particularly on TikTok. So yeah, I'd have to agree with you on that one. I'd have to agree with you. Obviously, for mine, as I mentioned, I did. I was initially going to go with the same one, but I've gone for. Which I will be making a note of. <laughs> yes, yeah. So when we're we're choosing one from there, that might be a, <laughs> a factor. But I've gone for. There's just such a fixation, particularly some of these Twitter accounts that think they're Pep's son, um, <laughs> and usually have a, a football avi of of some sort of manager or player, and it's just so annoying. It's so annoying. Modern football now, players are pretty much completely interchangeable. Look at the likes of Zinchenko. He's a left back, but he's he comes in the middle. Like modern football, players are fluid on a pitch. I'm not saying the centre back's gonna start playing up top, but there's such a fixation on these players, this player has to play in this exact position. It's like if you actually watch a game, yeah. they're good like players roam about anyway, so the 
it's just the that's just something that really annoys me when I see in depth analysis of exactly what this player is going to do and where he's going to stand on the pitch for yeah. the full ninety minutes and not move. It's just something that that really does annoy me. Yeah, it's not about those positions existing. It's not about managers using that. It's not even about it being like analysed. It's people pushing that it's a thing. Yeah, and not acknowledging that a player will like be fluid on a pitch and not stay in one position. Who's your biggest example, if you have one, for a player that's pushed as like just this, just a pivot, for example, just an invert? Like, hmm. any, is there one that you see a lot on Twitter more than anything else? Like, that's your shining example. I don't know. That's quite a tough one. I think a lot of defensive mids get put in the bracket of, oh, he's a ball winner. Like, let's use Declan Rice for an example. I've seen a lot of, obviously, rival fans are just trying to, you know, boil piss online saying, oh, he's a hundred million pound Gareth Barry. Like, if you've watched the game of him, he gets forward. You know, you know what I mean? That, I, I can't remember what game it was. There's a game where he wins the ball pretty much run the pitch and finished like he's got a lot more in his bag Wait. than just being a ball winner Kieran are you an Arsenal fan by any chance no no I'm not I hate him <laughs> dirty gunners oh no no <laughs> I could tell. Um, but yeah, it's, I'd say he probably fits the bracket of people kind of like to put him in a in a certain box when he, he has a lot more about him than that I think a lot of defensive mids get put in get put in the box of being quite one-dimensional when, when in reality they're not. So Okay, so should we have a, a closing argument on both sides? Ra- wrap up your points. I will not say the phrase click-hungry view whore again, I promise. <laughs> but I'll do it, do it. <laughs> we'll have our, our closing arguments and then we'll make, make a joint decision, which just by you saying the phrase, I've thought of this already, may even have... They may even be my only argument, but I'll make a closing argument anyway. <laughs> so the reason that rattle merchants belong in the bin, not just because I keep slapping the table that I feel that strongly about it, is because you can just see them everywhere. People that have their opinion on positions, you can sort of keep them to one side. You can even just scroll past that. People pushing their opinions, they're everywhere. They're all over the place. Every single tweet that seems to be, oh, Fabregas weren't that good. He was. Shut your mouth. Zidane was a headbutt merchant and nothing else. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> the the Man United... I won't even talk Arsenal Invincibles. The Man United treble team were overrated. No, they fucking were. You're saying these things that you do not believe and you belong in the bin. Done. Get in the bin. I'm going to go and try, and try and back my one up. So... In the bin belongs the 13-year-old Twitter merchants that think they're football analysts. Get in the bin. You don't know fuck all. Get it. And that's about it, really. <laughs> so, it's not the strongest argument. And I think I'm going to be inclined to agree with you, considering that was my first choice as well. But I think a special mention to all those little teenagers on football Twitter that think that they're, they're in the coaching stuff. Mate, you're not on the team. I hate to break it to you. I yeah, think our apology segment it. next week is going to be a lot longer. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a list of Twitter accounts that have got rattled by this. And... Well, to be fair, we've not mentioned anyone. We're naming no names. Yeah, but name no you names. You know who you are. <laughs> you know. You know. Hang your head in shame. But fortunately, I think Kieran, are we in agreement? They are saved from the bin this week. Yeah. In the yeah. bin. We'll... Rattle merchants. Yeah, get in the bin. Get in the get bin. in the bin. I'm gonna throw my leftover dinner on top of them. They are out of here, and that 
puts me one nil up closer to getting the pick of the shelf. So, Kieran, and I love I love rattling people as much as the next man as well. But not <laughs> oh, of course, can't forget that before we move on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it takes a lot for for Mister Rattle to be putting fellow <laughs> rattlers in the bin. It's a sound a bit like a big move, uh, Mister. I sound a bit like a CBeebies character there, Mr. Rattle. <laughs> well, I think you're going to be getting a lot a lot of those CBeebies characters to give you some inspiration very, very soon. <laughs> I will be. I will be. I'll, I'll, I'm just going to pull up an episode of, of Razzle Dazzle and get my get my old episode up as the Kit Kit why, Kid. Why is that, Kieran? Why would you be getting an episode of, of Razzle Dazzle? Are you telling me that you're a star of the CBeebies TV show, Razzle Dazzle? I was. I was the star of the show. I still get people come up to me, are you the Kit Kit Kid? And, you know, I've I've just got to tell them straight up, that is me. You can have a picture. So, Kieran, when you say the Kit Kit Kid, please, I'm going to leave the floor to you. Can you explain <laughs> well, both what Razzle Dazzle is and what the Kit Kit Kid is? Oh, Razzle Dazzle, I think, is what you see if you take drugs. <laughs> Is, is the only way you can quite describe it, but it is a, a kids' TV show. It's it was, a strange it little yellow man. <laughs> to be honest, I've not seen it in many years, so I'll struggle to to fully describe the show. Any anyone I've piqued your interest, go and watch an episode. I'm sure you'll have an absolute flyer of a time. And if you happen to see me as the Kit Kit Kid, then even better. Um, yeah, the Kit Kit Kids. There's there's no real um, <laughs> deeper explanation other than the fact that. The camera panned to me, and I just said "kick, kick, kick, kid, kick, kid," not "kick, kid, kick, kick," and uh, you know, done a bit of a kicking motion with my leg. So it was a real. And the star was born. They say fifteen minutes of fame, but it was more of a, a five seconds of fame. Uh, a star was born, Kieran. He never looked back. Star was born. It's all been downhill since then. And rightfully, it's when you reach those heady heights, it's hard to yeah. get back to them. Peaking at but 10 kick... years old, you know, it's a sad, it sto- sad story. It happens. But kick, kick, kick aside, Kiz, do you want to set us up the next topic and give me your choice? Yep. So my, my topic I've gone for is any football team from any year. So I, I gave the example... Man United 2004-5, obviously Arsenal losing the invincible streak, which isn't my pick, by the way, but that was just an example. So the team I've gone for is Stoke 2009-10. And... What? <laughs> um, well... I, don't, I think that will be a popular choice amongst Arsenal fans. And to save the apology list being too long next week, I won't go too much into details because I could list every single member of that scummy Stoke team, including that manager Tony Pulis as well. I'm <laughs> I'm going to give a, a special shout out to Ryan Shawcross, that little rat, oh. who is just an apps. And you know what? Obviously, the reason I picked that specific year was the Ramsey leg break mm-hmm. year, and Stoke fans in particular seem to take pride in the fact that. They broke his leg. And I think it was Shawcross, correct me if I'm wrong, that, that made the challenge, which is why I hate him that, that extra bit more. But just a real scummy club. So <laughs> there's no real deeper deeper explanation. I think that says enough. They're one of those teams, awful football, awful to play against, elbows out, long throw-ins, lump ball, just everything, I, <laughs> everything you hate to see. And the fact that they just... 
you know, they just lingered for so many seasons just oh. being that irritating team you'd hate to play. And I, to be honest, I think part of the reason I hate them is because they always seem to get a result against Arsenal as well, which you never like those sort of teams. So that was my pick. Well, my team, and this is always, as you say, there's always going to be an Arsenal, Arsenal biased pick, the pick of football team that you hate. I went with Stoke 2010, 2011. <laughs> Ugh. I didn't go with the leg break specifically I went with the aftermath of the leg break because it was yeah. that following season when we played them and especially when Ramsey came back later on that season and they booed the man and as you yeah. say Tony Pulis if this was a picker manager he'd be in the bin himself he is oh, yeah. possibly my least favourite football manager of all time and there's a fair few to pick from the fucking towels Fuck the towels. <laughs> fuck your long throws. Fuck the long balls. Fuck Jonathan Walters. Fuck Glenn, Wheeler, Glenn Whelan. Can't even say his name. Fuck your FA Cup runners-up. Fuck Stoke City. Fuck Stoke City 2010-2011. There'll be a lot of apologies next week. I try. I tried to avoid that myself, <laughs> no. but uh, I'm glad you it's, went for it. That's what I wanted to say. It's in the bin, mate. There's no holding back. And as two men with Irish descent, to be to be cursing out John Waters and Big Glenn Wheeler, it takes a lot. That just shows the scumminess of that of that Stoke side. I was actually in even the build, in the build up to this. I was doing some research and I came across Dave Kitson's in column in I believe it was the Sun. My apologies for mentioning them. And in that, he was saying that Tony Pulis despised Wenger and built up to. Like go into every tackle with real fire and venom and things like that. And Dave Kitson was sort of blaming Tony Pulis what happened to Ramsey and blaming that specific game, the way Wenger looked at Kitson after the tackle came in, and like the the reaction for why he left Stoke that summer. So even Stoke players hate that Stoke team. <laughs> so. <laughs> It's going to be a hard one to distinguish between this one, considering it's the same team. We could just bin Stoke Stoke Football Club as a whole, but I think the, the whole essence of this is the leg break and the aftermath of that. So yeah. I think it's it's kind of, you know, pretty pretty even between the two and just the scumminess of that of that team. I think we can we can avoid closing arguments. We can all have a nice circle of agreement that Stoke of the early twenty tens were the absolute yeah. worst. And I will give you the point to set up the final round here, Kieran, because you do have the late break season in there. And that sort of yeah. was more so than anything else, the push that led to even more Stoke Kate. So we'll, we'll level it up there. Take that. Take that. So, Kiz, do you want to do the honours and send them off to the bin? Stoke City Football Club of the early 2010s, specifically, we'll go with that 2009-10 season. Get in the bin beautiful stuff so we come to the final round who is going to get their chance to put an item on that beautiful shiny glossy high up high shelf away from the bin and safe forever this is the free range round so it doesn't have to be sport it doesn't have to be football you can have any choice and Kieran I'll let you take to the floor first the possibilities are endless this one for me, it's something, it was an event that was on recently and Ooh. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Okay, so it's not the event itself, but it's 
the 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 act that I'm going to say. So basically, wearing suits to horse racing, <laughs> I just don't get it. I just don't get it. And it, the more the more I think about it, you're going up, you're getting pissed up, you're betting on horses, which is all a good time. But wearing a suit whilst you're doing it, it makes no sense. Who like who? in their right mind thought of that and I know it's like the kind of more elite class that sit up in their boxes with the little binoculars that that kind of probably push it but you've got lads there just wanting a scrap and they're in a suit (laughs) and for some reason it just brings out the cuntiness even more so it's just I don't get it get in the bin get in the bin where if you want to wear a pair of shorts and a t-shirt to watch some horses running around you wear those shorts and a t-shirt why are you in a suit, lad? You're watching horses. Get in the bin. <laughs> that is a fantastic idea, <laughs> Kieran. But do you know what's worse? They're wearing a suit to the horse racing. What's that? Chicken pie. Chicken pie. <laughs> Get in the oh. bin. The sauce is always disgusting. <laughs> the chicken is always disgusting. It tastes like I imagine dog food tastes. It is vile. <laughs> it is unbelievably inferior to the steak pie, the steak and kidney pie, the steak mushroom pie, the beef pie, whatever other version of pie. To a level that I don't understand how it exists. If I ever go into the fridge, fr- fridge or freezer and there's a pie in there and I pick it up and on the front it says chicken and mushroom pie, I might as well cry. Terrible stuff. Chicken pie. Get in the bin. You know what? It's hard to disagree with that. The chi- the chicken pie is definitely inferior to the to the steak and kidney. Thank and you very much. You're the right side of the history. chicken pie. It's usually it's, it's a real slimy slimy little bit of That's, pie. Little chicken it's pie. It's slimy. Slime is another word of juice. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd agree with that. Although I am going to advocate to put the the suited up men at horse racing and just dressing up in general in the bin. I'm gonna the I'm two- gonna have to try not. They're two great choices. There's no one arguing with that. So I think these are going to be two very impassioned closing statements. Kieran, I'll let you take it away. Convince me. Bottom line, you're at horse racing. You're having a drink. You're in the sun. You're sweating your bollocks off. Why are you in a suit? Why do you have to be in a suit? It's ridiculous. Get in the bin. Wear your shorts and a t-shirt. It's a hot day. You're getting pissed up. And... For some reason, the arseholes, when they're suited up as well, just seem to think they want to scrap and think they're fucking Conor McGregor as well. <laughs> so that's even more reason why I'm putting getting dressed up to watch fucking horses running around in the bin. Okay, before I make my closing statement, Kieran, I'm going to say one thing to you. Some people like dressing up. It makes them feel nice. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Grow up a bit. <laughs> Uh, add that to the apologies for next week. People that like to dress up, we are the side podcast. Don't apologise yet, but next week tune in and oh, boy do we have the sorry for you. Oh, That's all I'd say, kids. That would be my immediate response. That would be, I hate the phrase, that's another in the bin for another week, devil's advocate. People like to dress up, like to feel, feel good when they're going out and they're doing things. It wouldn't be the same thing if you're going to the horse racing and you're in a short t-shirt. It just wouldn't have the same atmosphere. Maybe that's a good thing, but <laughs> it wouldn't have the same atmosphere. So I'm going to 
going to push on for the chicken pie as well, saying that. Everything about I think the chicken pie. The chicken pie, though. The chick- if, if you went to like a good restaurant and got a chicken pie, I feel like it wouldn't be kind of as bad as seeing Kieran a load John. of twats at the Kieran whole- John, <laughs> let me stop you right there. I could go to a Michelin star restaurant. I could have one of the finest chefs in our good green planet come to me, present me with a meticulously cooked and prepared chicken pie. And I would have one taste of that chicken pie out of respect to this Michelin starred chef. And then I would spit that chicken pie out their face. <laughs> I would take the chicken pie. I would walk over to the nearest trash receptacle and I would place that chicken pie in the bin where it belongs. Because, Kieran, it is a disgrace to humanity. <laughs> Uh, Gordon Ramsay, if you're listening, uh, we we might try a prove me wrong section and you can rustle up a lovely chicken pie for Connor uh, on a future show. And try a few, and challenges, few challenges laid out here today. I think if you spat it in, in Big Gordon's face, he'd probably give you a nice a nice backhander. Gordon, Gordy boy. bring your pie to my door. Come at me. <laughs> I will spit in your Sample face. Gordon's pie. Only if he asks politely. I would say he's got to buy me dinner first, but he's cooking it for me. <laughs> oh, God. Bit of double pie. Okay, Kieran, I guess we're going to have to come to some sort of arrangement here. This is this is not like the first or second one where we we're very, very closely aligned. This is a bit of a different It's the beauty of the, of the wild card category. It's, it really throws up some... So, you know, chicken pie, dressing up to the horse racing, it's... Uh, yeah, it's... I would. It's a tough one to call. Okay, Kieran, let me put it like this. If you were to go to the horse racing, if you and your friends back home, like, oh, we'll have a day at the horse racing, what would you wear? And don't lie to me. Well, I'd probably have to wear the suit, and I'd feel absolutely disgraceful doing it. But you know what? I'd be writing a strongly worded email to the powers that be. Do you know what I'm not doing? I don't care who's telling me I have to. I don't care what sort of social norms they are. I ain't eating a chicken pie. <laughs> and I think the, the passion, the passion alone, I think will have to give you the, the honours of, of placing that chicken pie in the bin. I'll let you do the honours. Chicken pie. I don't care where you are from. Pucker, supermarket own brand, anywhere else. Gordon Ramsay himself. I don't care. You can take all of those pies, put them together into one bigger pie and throw it in the bin. Chicken pie in the bin. Oh, that felt good. Beautifully done. Beautifully done. And after I put that chicken pie in the bin, as the winner of this week's in the bin, a fiercely contested in the bin, I will say, in the bin we have Rattle Merchants. Stoke from 2009, 2010, and chicken pie, leaving your victor of in the bin this week, myself, Connor Burke. A fiercely contested battle there. I tried my best. Just know that all of you yours, wearing suits to the horse pleasure. racing, I tried to get you in the bin. <laughs> you tried to save them from themselves. You still belong in the bin, lads. <laughs> I tried. I tried. <laughs> You'll be back. Okay. So I'll be back. Up, I'll be back with a vengeance. To round this up, I'm going to place my item on the shelf. Now, on the shelf, from safety, the category I'm going to dip into is the football online community. And what I'm putting on the shelf is compilation videos. There is nothing finer 
than going onto Twitter <laughs> after a signing has been linked and seeing some of their finest moments linked together, even from the worst player on earth, Marwan Shamak had a great compilation video. <laughs> it doesn't matter who they are. They find any moment, any pass they've completed and they're put together. And for me, nothing deserves to be the first item on the shelf more than... Speaking of that, I actually saw a clip the other day of um, Robbie from Arsenal Fan TV back when we signed Yaya Sonogo. <laughs> and he was reading the comments out and someone actually said, just been watching Sonogo highlights, the next Omri, question mark. Amazing. And that's my <laughs> oh. point. The power of a compilation is undefeated. Oh, that's fantastic. And a worthy item to start on the shelf there, kids. I hope you agree. Oh, absolutely. And, and there was actually, uh, not not on the lines of a new signing, but there was a 1 hour 50 uh, De Gea comp going round of him, oh, of God. his mistakes, which I, <laughs> I didn't dare delve into, but it was quite... It's quite popular on Twitter this week. I've seen uh, it's quite a uh, quite a few quite a few retweets on it. So might give that a watch later. Now, now oh, I'm in the mood for a, a football compilation. Get the compilation up. A, a De Gea mas- disaster class compilation. Don't mind if I do. Beautiful stuff. Well, Kieran, that item being placed there as I can look at it shine on the shelf means that we have come to the end of episode two. I hope you've had a fiery time this week, as I have. I've had a blast as always. So as we do every week, Kieran, we are going to round off with our musical selections to finish the podcast this week. What do you have for me? So I've gone in honour of Declan Rysdale looking like it's going to be over line. I hope this doesn't come back to bite me. I've gone <laughs> Ice Ice Baby. A classic selection there. And I've gone for, in honour of Cesc Fabregas announcing his retirement yesterday, I've gone with Kings of Leon and Sex on Fire. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So one of those, we won't even say which, one of those is going to play us out this evening. This evening, this afternoon, this morning, depending on what time you're listening to us today, what country you're listening to us today. So thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Do drop us a follow or any messages at SideNetInPod or an email, side.netinpod at gmail.com. Kieran, thank you for joining me again this week. Thank you very much. I'll catch you next week. Catch you next week. Thank you very much, everyone. Have a good one. VIP, 